Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're still in, well, just began chapter 8, looking at verses 2 and 3, read from the New King James Version. Luke lays the background for witness beyond Jerusalem with two men who are at opposite ends of the spectrum. Saul, a zealous enemy of the church, and Stephen, the Christian who had just laid down his life as a witness to Jesus. In very different ways, both these men motivate the church's growth. Let's listen to Acts chapter 8, verses 2 and 3 read from the New King James Version. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Again, Acts chapter 8, verses 2 and 3, read from the New King James Version. I'll be back with insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast, which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Acts chapter 8, verses 2 and 3, read from the New King James Version. Verse 1, let us know that Saul was an active participant in the per, uh, persecution of the church, which he will later... Um, regret as uh, Christ changes his name from Saul to Paul, which is a Gentile name. But let's uh, share what the commentaries have to say. Um, After the death of Stephen by stoning, which was a horrendous death, uh, devout men came to, uh, to get his body for burial. And they did it with great lamentation. Seemingly, These Jews were horrified at Stephen's murder. Perhaps this was Luke's way of reminding us that not all Jewish people of that time were enemies of Christianity. Some of the church that were more devout and zealous than the rest went and gathered up the poor, crushed, and broken remains to which they gave a decent interment probably in the field of blood, which was bought some time ago to bury strangers. They buried him solemnly and made great lamentations over him. And those are the words of Matthew Henry. Since Jewish law prohibited open mourning for someone who had been executed, Luke's record suggests that these devout men publicly repented of Stephen's murder that they were um, very affected. And, you know, just imagine the church in shock because this this, uh, Christian, this believer, was lied on, and the lie caused his death 
by stoning. Again, a horrendous death. Let me continue. Godly people came and buried Stephen with loud weeping, while Paul was going everywhere to devastate the church. He made havoc. Evidently spurred on by the Jewish council's murder of Stephen, Saul zealously went on attack. Saul passionately tried to um, protect the Jewish faith. This uses, an, um, when it's talking about havoc, it uses an ancient Greek word that could refer to an army destroying a city or a wild animal, animal tearing at its meat. And that's how viciously Christians were attacked, including women. And remember, to uh, reaping havoc refers to an army destroying a city. So the uh, Jews who wanted to destroy the faith, they did it violently. Not only uh, did he not spare the women, but he did not stop short of seeking and securing his victim's death. And that's according to Stott. The tense of that verb, whether ravage or destroy, is imperfect, which means that he ravaged it and kept on ravaging it. And that's Boise. So when you just imagine this in your mind, and as we think of, uh, as we share from the voice of the martyrs, and we think of those Christian martyrs who are killed all over the world for their faith, and we can just imagine this picture of uh, Saul before he became Paul taking part in the um, imprisonment and the murder of these Christians once they you know received the faith Christ had told his um, his followers his uh, uh, disciples that Jerusalem would soon be made too hot for his followers for that city had been famous for killing the prophets and stoning those that were sent to it. And that's according to Matthew 23 and 37. He entered, meaning Saul, entered into every house, making no difficulty of breaking open doors night or day and having a force attending him for that purpose. Remember, he was supported in what he was doing. He entered into every house where they uh, used to hold their meetings or every house that had any Christians in it or was thought to have it. And just imagine this is this goes on all over the world as uh, Christians are persecuted. No man could be secure in his own house, though it was his castle. He uh, hailed with great with the uh, utmost contempt and cruelty, both men and women, dragged them along the streets without any regard to the tenderness of the weaker sex. He stooped so low as to take cognizance of the meanness that was uh, leavened at the gospel. So extremely bigoted he was. And this is Matthew Henry talking about Saul. He committed them to prison in order uh, to their being tried and put to death unless they renounce Christ and some we find were compelled by him to blaspheme and again that's still Matthew Henry talking about how cruel Saul was before Christ saved him let's pray mm -hmm. 
Father, we thank you as we read just the, uh, the scene of what possibly happened um, to Christians who accepted you in the early church. And as we read about Christians all over the world who face the same type fate, where they are dragged from their houses, where they are killed, where their families are, um, are put to shame, where they lose everything. Father, we pray for them. We pray that their work is not in vain. Just like you uh, used Saul when you changed him to Paul to be such a great minister for you. We pray that, God, for all of those all over the world that we are praying for using the voice of the martyrs. And we're praying this week for Bangladesh. And the overview says that Bangladesh is one of the poorest countries in the world. Churches are careful when offering relief to the poor because needy people may may, uh, have false conversions, claiming claiming faith in Christ solely for economic benefit. And God, we know that the church has open arms, that it will feed. You, we don't, you don't have to say that you're a Christian to be fed. Just say that you have a need. So God, we thank those who are in Bangladesh, who are trying to help those in the majority Muslim nation, where the government avoids undue influence from Islamists and actively fights extremists. So we thank you, God, for that government. Keep your people safe in the name of Jesus. And God, we're praying for those who need you in a special way and thanking you in advance for answered prayers. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.